Good morning and welcome to the Reliably Well podcast, a podcast for medical professionals looking for insight into ways to be more effective for their patients and communities by making sure they are caring for themselves first and thriving in their lives. Welcome to the Reliably Well podcast. My name is Sam Peters and I am the host here with Dr. Johnson and Dr. Lovely. And today our episode is on the topic of Thanksgiving. How does being thankful and showing gratitude, how does that relate to wellness? So at the end of this month, or close to the end of the month, stores are going to shut down, people are going to get together with their loved ones, and they're going to share a Thanksgiving meal. Why is this? Uh, So Dr. Johnsey first, why do so many people celebrate Thanksgiving? I think, as you pointed out, it's an American holiday, and so some, somewhat it's ingrained in the DNA of our nation um, as, as uh, young kids in uh, grade school, uh, one of the first lessons we learn about, and we do our little art projects uh, along the lines of or, or related to, uh, to Thanksgiving. And so we remember the story, and, and, and we tell that, and we reenact it in our little ways. So it's, it's, it's a... Um, a facet of everybody in the last 80, 90 years through the uh, United States educational system, that that's something that they, a touch point that they remember in first or second or third grade, um, kind of kind of learning that story. So I think that that's um, a big part is, is that it is something that we think about. We design um, uh, national broadcasting, uh, as you said, stores disrupt, but but broadcasting disrupts for that week as well. So your normal Thursday uh, television shows aren't there anymore, and we redesign it to have sports. And I think that that really fits that same idea, although a lot of people may not necessarily be sports fans. It does draw a lot of people to one thing uh, to focus on, and, and uh, maybe it pulls our consciousness away from the from the um, focus of the day, but I think it still brings groups of us together um, uh, in a different way on a Thursday uh, to, to do things differently than we would on any other Thursday uh, in the year. So I, I think there's a, there's a lot of structure around it that really says, you know, this is different and this is something that we should we should take note of. Um, certainly I think in the last, um, you know, half dozen years, decade of years, um, more and more people have tried to refocus, um, uh, at least th- that I've observed on the reason for it and on the, the, the great, um, blessings that we have. Maybe it was since 2001, uh, that people really started to think about it as that event happened, you know, in, in close proximity, uh, to Thanksgiving to remember um, that uh, while many other nations go through ter- turmoil year after year and sometimes we think things here are bad, um, really it is it's it's so much uh, so much more special here when you think about world conflicts that we've had since this holiday was initiated. Um, you know they they scarred much of the world and they really haven't touch directly the land that, that, that we live in. So um, in a way, uh, I think there's, there's a lot of great reason for this nation to, to be thankful, to be grateful uh, for um, uh, 
the the blessings that we have seen as a nation um, over the last century uh, that much of the world would uh, would uh, do anything uh, to have just a taste of that. Sure, I agree. I think the holidays in general, Thanksgiving in particular, allows us as a society to slow down from the we're run at such a rapid speed that we don't have time to stop and be deliberate about the things that we do. And you're much more effective. I know I personally am more effective if I can stop and do things deliberately. And I find myself in that speeded up mindset constantly. And I think it's a particular challenge for us in emergency medicine in that we don't get to observe holidays in the way other people do. Um, So it becomes even more challenging for us to take that true break and slow ourselves down and be mindful we need to because we have to be available on Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving. And to me, I've never uh, in my life considered that a day off. It, it was always, I just assumed I was working holidays. So to me, I've not slowed down for holidays in the way that I should. So you have to find some time for that for to slow down, to keep yourself mentally well. And I think it's important for emergency physicians. But I also think you should take some uh, compassion and gratitude for yourself because that's a sacrifice that we make for society as emergency physicians to be available on those days that we're always there no matter what, and I'm proud of that. Um, So I try to be thankful on days when I'm at work on holidays that uh, I'm there to help people. Yeah. I guess I'd also add that as part of our human condition, we want to step back and to be thankful. We want to step back and be thankful for our jobs, be thankful that we exist, be thankful that we have friends and family that we can celebrate with and have a festival. So that's something that we want to do. Other cultures do it. Now, it's at a different time. Other cultures, having lived in Romania, um, they didn't have Thanksgiving, and it's understandable why. But but all other cultures naturally, again, I think it's part of the human condition that they step back and they celebrate uh, a festival. And that's good. I think that America is somewhat exceptional, maybe not just America, but our time period. When you look back at history, historically, most cultures, they work in order to live life or they work in order to have leisure. Where today, there's more of a, a, a lack of time to celebrate and a constant work to where you never really step back and express your thankfulness um, and see your work in, in the big picture. So we do need to t- spend this time on Thanksgiving to step back, to be thankful that we exist, to be thankful that we have uh, loved ones to celebrate with. And really, to be thankful for our jobs as well. And it is a sh- it is the shame of what modern day has become that um, Thursday used to be sac- sacrosanct in a way that it was a ceasing of work, and then you know we had to move Black Friday up until midnight, and then we had to move it up until ten at night on Thanksgiving Day and now you know maybe it's at noon I don't know but it but it is it is making that day more common um, as opposed to forcing um, some 
forcing some of us to spend time in that moment of time as opposed to spending it in life in general. And, and I do, I do uh, miss those days when there was only, there were no stores open, so you better have made sure and gotten whatever you needed for uh, Thanksgiving the day before or the week of, um, and, and there was not something else to distract. So you were, quote-unquote, stuck with your family um, for that day um, or, or your friends or whoever you know was down the street um, to, to spend time with people in doing things together as opposed to, you know, now we can go and be distracted in our myriad of distractions that, that uh, are, are there every single day. And so it is, it is you know, nostalgic and, and sad in a way to see some of that passing away. But I think also it's, it's as you say, it's important for us to pause from life and, and kind of check our pulse a little bit. And so um, I guess just because things are available doesn't mean we have to um, go and, and, and involve ourselves in those things and, and maybe being very um, protective of that just that one day uh, this year as it comes up is, is something we, we all ought to consider um, uh, for the holiday. I think it's interesting that you said uh, stuck with family. There's this novel where the main character, she says, um, after the end of the novel, she pretty much look, reflects back and she says, it's the time that we waste with our friends that all, that is all that matters. And it's... It, it's odd to say that you waste your time, but it's all that matters. But it is, it's, it's those times that you waste with your friends that really matters at the end. And Thanksgiving and, and times of gratitude kind of facilitate, they, they are conducive for that event to think or waste time with friends. Okay, so being thankful, how do we be thankful? Dr. Lovely, I am sure in your career, you have had some clinicians that you thought were just thankful people. They were happy. What makes them happy? Why do you think certain clinicians are happy and how can we be like that? Yeah, I think it starts with, I think it starts with not just clinicians, it starts with humans. Why are some humans happy or joyful and other humans aren't? Um, and happiness is a very elusive thing. If you wake up and say, I want to be happy, and you chase happiness, you won't find it. It's not there. And in fact, uh, I thought it was great that we picked thankfulness. It's uh, in the book of joy. It's one of the eight pillars of joy. We already touched on compassion. I think compassion and thankfulness are the seeds from which happiness grow. Um, so if you're a compassionate person, and it's not that some people are more thankful or compassionate than others. It's an intentional thing that you do. So the Book of Joy covers some of the work of Paul Ekman, and it's a conversation between uh, Christian philosopher Archbishop, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who uh, part of the apartheid struggle and the Truth and Reconciliation Committee. He was Dr. Or Mandela put him in charge of that, uh, and uh, Dalai Lama, both of whom you know sit in the morning and contemplate our existence for four or five hours each, and then they sit and have this long conversation. Um, and from that, they talk about gratitude as a way for you to mindfully sit and think about your life and the things to be thankful for. They start at the beginning, thankful for to God for giving you life, to be here and have this opportunity. And then on further, you get, uh, if you are thankful and you can really internalize those ideas, you act out of a sense of abundance because you have so much. 
as opposed to acting out of a sense of scarcity. So you're more generous, uh, you're generally happier, and you go from there. And I have seen many very thankful physicians, and they're that they are happier, and it's clear. Uh, I don't want to say his name. There's one particular physician that he was in academics for. He was an academic clinician uh, attending for 25 years. And at the age of 50, he became a 50-something. Oh, he's mid-50s. But became a traveling physician with one of the uh, companies I worked with prior. And he came to work with us for about a year. I remember he would say thank you to everybody all day, the entire day. And it was cool to see. Generally, a lot of times, academic physicians will come out of academia and not be particularly strong. He was probably one of the strongest physicians I've seen at all, let alone one coming out of academia. But even now, he's been gone for three years. People still remember this physician for how thankful he was every day. And I think that contributes to his own personal happiness for sure. I'm going to throw this question out there. Dr. Johnson, Dr. Lovely, speak to it. Why do you think it is that happier clinicians are thankful? Does gratitude produce happiness or... Is it a result that if you're just happy, you're just going to happen to be thankful? Like, like if, if we were to say, here's a way that you can be thankful, would we make people happier? I'm not sure if it's chicken or the egg there necessarily. I, I certainly would agree that, that in general, those, I, I think it's more likely that the person who's gra- grateful for what's going on then can be appreciative. But I think even a step back from that, I think the person who is more in the moment of time and who lives there as opposed to brings everything else with them can appreciate what is right then and then be happy in that moment because it is the right thing. Certainly there may be people who live in the moment and look at the negative side of it, and so we would have some imbalance. I'm not saying it's a perfect um, uh, analogy uh, or a perfect uh, schema then, but I think that more often when we are not grateful for what is happening now is because we are thinking of some other time or some future state when things could be perfect, and perfection is really not something that exists um, and so seeing the moment and seeing things for what they are, that this is much better than what the alternative is. It is much better uh, that you're hosting this thing than I am. Um, and so I'm grateful for you uh, being here uh, and hosting because I don't have to wind up doing that. And it would be much more laborious for me to be in that role. Um, you know, I'm I'm grateful when I show up at the job and you know, nurse Jim may not be the strongest nurse ever, but Jim's better than having no nurse whatsoever there because I'm really a pitiful doctor when I don't have a nurse there to help me carry out the tasks uh, that I want to do for a patient. So I think, um, you know, it first sets out with being in the moment and second, looking for the positive and, and what comes out of that is a much more pleasant disposition on everything that occurs from then up. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, I want to extend on what you said just a little bit for what I think is important uh, practically for people. And I'll start. uh, So Paul Ekman's a scientist at uh, UC uh, San Francisco that studies emotion. Um, And it's pretty well, in terms of evolutionary biology, we're hardwired to be negative uh, in general, to look out for the things that can kill us and that kind of thing. It's understood scientifically that we're hardwired to be negative. So when you told me we were going to do uh, gratefulness this morning, 
uh, of the Stoic philosophers, they, you know, you'll take a cold shower uh, to put yourself through tough times. So the first thing you have to do is accept that it's cold. This, you know, it's cold this morning. So first you accept that it's cold, and then you're grateful for being allowed to feel this coldness, and it's an extra step. But I think the important point is that not it's something that you can develop. You're not pre, nobody's predisposed to this. You're not just born grateful. You're born in this evolutionary negative place. You have to slow yourself down. And as we've talked about Kahneman's work, you have to break out of system one, your normal routine. You have to stop and be mindful in the morning or whenever, not time when you do it in your journal, and set an intention to be thankful and slow yourself down. Otherwise, it won't get there. It's, it has to be an intentional thing that you do. And everybody can do it. It's not, uh, it's not magical. You do have to stop and take the time to mindfully do it. So it takes time to be present. And then also, I, it takes effort to think about the positive. Because, I guess, evolutionarily, I hope that's an adverb, evolutionarily, we are disposed to look at the future and to see what bad things are going to happen and try to uh, approach those in a way that we're going to succeed or survive. What do we have to do today? And to me, it was ingrained, the work ethic of uh, I will outwork you no matter what, because that's what, I don't know, the generation work ethic is so important. And that's, we get caught up in that work for work's sake, as opposed to what's much more effective, deliberate work and joyful work by engaging in something that you believe in. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so COVID-19 hit and people are are sad and negative. They're not getting to see their friends and their family. And I haven't heard anyone say it explicitly, but I suspect many people are thinking it. And that is, do we actually have a reason to be thankful this Thanksgiving? Again, I don't I don't think that anyone's out there saying this, but maybe Dr. Johnsey do we have a reason to be thankful? Yeah, we have a reason to be thankful. Um, I mean, think about what your worst fears were in March of this year. I can tell you the the idea that you could have Thanksgiving together with your family um, was not really what I considered most likely without a vaccine in place um, March of this year. Um so while it, we are not where we want to be in this nation from a from a, a COVID pandemic standpoint, we've not done all of the the best things that we could do to be in a better place. Um, we are not uh, we we are not Italy in April of 2020. Uh, we are um, you know we we are uh, managing um, remarkably well with the amount of disease that is here. Um, and, you know, I think it's probably maybe more important um, to, to do something very particular, very, um, um, very intentional uh, this Thanksgiving um, because I think the pandemic is showing us um, just expecting that the future is going to carry on exactly the same way year after year after year is not true. That is a false paradigm for us. And so we do need to be a lot more intentional with the time that we do have um, and, and use it while we have it. Dr. Lovely, do, do we have a, what do we have to be thankful for? I agree completely. As somebody who's terrified 
uh, right before COVID hit and was studying this, you know, really intensely. I wasn't terrified for myself as a 36 year old male, but I was terrified for how this could affect us. And uh, the death toll was, I think, above what we anticipated actually at 200,000. And even with that, I am happy that it's not worse. I was terrified it'd be much worse than this. I really thought it could be an economic disaster. People were talking three to 30 million U.S. citizens from from this pandemic. I I think the mortality rate, our treatments have been much better. I think we've responded as a society uh, well overall to this. And I think uh, it's ended up not being as deadly as a virus as we were afraid it could have been. I think we had more immunity than we initially expected. The mortality rate's not quite as high as we expected. But certainly from the pandemic part, there's things to be thankful for. But yeah, anybody who lives in the United States of America has an infinite number of things to be grateful for. If you zoom out on any international scale, it's not comparable. We have an amazing life every day. We live in a world of abundance. Um, There's nobody in the U.S. that shouldn't wake up thankful every day. Only a billion people in the world have access to the Internet of the 7 billion people on Earth. Certainly everybody in the United States does. Uh, Not to mention people that are living on a dollar a day to feed themselves. Like We're not uh, in that situation here. So just be thankful to be alive, to have food, and to have friends and family is simple enough. I think it's very interesting that because of this pandemic, it almost seems that we're going to be more thankful. Or when uh, in 9-11, you said that that Thanksgiving, people were more reflective and more purposeful in how they reflected. So it seems that these events sometimes shock us to realize the future is not predicted. I mean, we don't know what it's going to be like, and there's so much good that's happening now that we have. In we have to remember that the mountain peak cannot be the mountain peak if there's not a valley beside it. And so, yes, the, the rough times are low and difficult and treacherous, but when we get through them, there is another mountaintop on the other side of that valley. And so um, that is what life is, is, is some of those lows and some of those highs. And so, um, you know, enjoy the high when it's there. And when you're in the low, realize, boy, that was really great. And there's another good one coming. Yeah, that's good. So I'm even thinking about the first set of pilgrims who, who in the Mayflower, when they landed on this continent, that half of them died the first winter in the, you know, 1620, I guess, 1620 and 21. Half of them died the first winter of starvation and uh, because of the cold conditions. But yet, when November came around, they had a reason to be thankful. And even they who, you know, half of them died and they had a reason to be thankful. How much more do we have a reason to be thankful even even as this virus is, is, I guess, affecting the nation or even the world. But I guess I'm just thinking about how that contrast is needed almost in being thankful. It, it, it is. It is the context of, of what you surround those, those difficult times in. Um, you know, their goal had been we want freedom, we want an opportunity for ourselves, we want religious opportunities that we don't have in a foreign land. And we're willing to risk our life and our family's lives to get that. And so when they had gotten that, they were happy about the goal. It wasn't uh, we want we want all of that and we want everybody to survive and we want 
um, you know, a nice warm house. And they, they had, they understood what it was that was motivating them, driving them, and they were willing to risk everything. And I think too often today, we do have goals that we want, but we are not willing to risk anything for them. Um, we're not willing to, to give something up uh, for those goals or anything that those goals cost is is either not considered or too high of a cost, uh, even though we do achieve what it is uh, that in the end that we want. And so I, I think that it's, it's um, focusing in on exactly what is important to you and understanding that sometimes important things are costly. Um, and, and so, yeah, you know, having that opportunity to spend time with your family that you're not promised. We, again, we always think grandma's always going to be here and someday grandma's not. And so remembering and cherishing the time when grandma is there is way more important than making sure that, you know, your social media profile is perfect and you're getting the likes that you want and, um, those, those sorts of very transient things. Well, thank you, Dr. John C. and Dr. Lovely for, for sitting down and discussing thankfulness and gratitude. At the end of these episodes, we want to give a practical tip on, on wellness, and this one is called the What Went Well Exercise. I believe it was developed by Martin Seligman, and this is the What Went Well Exercise. It is, for the next six months, at the end of your day, pull out a piece of paper or your journal or pull out your phone and write down three things that went well. And they could be trivial. They can be, I am thankful that I have a job or I am thankful that we had ice cream in the house, my, my favorite flavor of ice cream. And then secondly, once you write down the three things, explain why you are thankful for them. Martin Seligman says the studies show three things will result from you doing this exercise. Number one is that you will be a less depressed person. Number two is that you will be a happier person. And number three is you will be addicted to the what went well exercise. So thank you for listening. We really do have so much to be thankful for. Uh, coming this Thanksgiving. Stop working if you have that ability. Be with your friends, be with your family, and reflect on uh, what is going well. Reflect on all the good things that are happening. And um, that, that is our encouragement and our challenge for you this episode. Uh, until next time, be well.